Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Revolutionize the Stage podcast. My name is Emily Heidel, and we have such a lovely, swaggy, super cool, swaggy, swaggy <laughs> guest. We have DJ Fenner. Beow, 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 beow. Oh, Hi, thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Thank you for joining mm. us. How are you feeling today? Uh, a little bit hungover. Not going <laughs> to lie. Straight up. Um, but yeah, feeling good. We appreciate the honesty here for sure. I, I too was feeling a little hungover this morning, but I feel better now. Oh, okay. Well, yes. you don't look hungover. That's the main thing. Oh, I feel good. like I've got. I should put some makeup on or something. No, you look fresh. Fresh? You fresh. You do. Yes, of course. Um, for people who don't know you, who are not aware of your, I guess yourself, can you introduce yourself? Wow, that's that's a long answer. Been DJing for over twenty years now. I've been music producing, making music for. Uh, not as long, but maybe like 10 years on and off. But mm-hmm. yeah, music, like DJing is the main the main focus for me. I do lots of other stuff as well, but I won't bore you with all that. We'll talk about all the other stuff yeah. that you do as well. Um, just to give a little background on the types of genres you kind of go into, you have deep house, tech house, vintage house, disco pop, future house, so like all house music, EDM, hip hop, reggae chill out, and you've DJed alongside people like Afrojack, Laidback yeah. Luke, Headhunters, DJ Soda, you have a song yeah. with her. Uh, you've DJed at Louis Vuitton events, Dior, Beats by Dre, Toyota, Volkswagen, Calvin Klein, Armani. You've been on JTBC, KBS, Kakao M, SBS Plus, Arirang, TVN, oh, and we're going back, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in the game for a while, so I've done all sorts of things. Music-wise, um, it kind of kind of fluctuates with the trends. Like, so in England, when I, was, when I first started, I was into, like, the, my friends were into like hard style and like hard, uh, hard trance and all yeah. this like the rave kind of scene so mm-hmm. I would play that and then I went to uni and I got into drum and bass and breakbeat and like dubstep kind of blew onto the scene then um, and then like I come over to Korea and it was more house and electro but mm-hmm. the, it was quite hard so it was close to the idiot the, like the, the hard hard style stuff yeah. that I was playing before and then there was like you know I like hip hop and deep house and all that stuff as well. So it's like I have all my playlists, and if you have a playlist, you can play them. So it was just a question of finding like you know places where I can play my music. Just so that's why the genres are so broad and like you know I don't like to stick to one. Mm. DJing is is like it's the game, you know. It's like yeah. each genre is a different level to me. So it's like I can do anything. Yeah. But some people have that that one brand focus, but for me, it's never is that's always been boring. So I just I just do everything. Wow. Wow. And you do do everything. We'll talk about it later. Um, more than just DJing. But one thing you mentioned uh, was that you started, you know, uh, in the rave scene in the UK. Yes. And you were like a breakout. You have it described as like a breakout. Are we use, we, uh, yeah. You know, you try to when you're writing these bios, you try to use like <laughs> the most creative words you can. Yeah. yeah. Exploded okay. onto the rave scene. You exploded you? onto the rave scene. There you go. Yeah. So basically back then I was like, I think I was like, I was like 16 or something. Mm. And there was a, a DJ competition. Uh, in our in our area, uh-huh. and I, I've been DJing for about two years, and that was kind of my like my first debut, mm-hmm. or like just around the time of my first debut. But like, yeah, I kind of somehow won that competition, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, so that's kind of like set me off. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And so that's, and then you were DJing as much as you DJ now back in the UK, or just kind of like doing like you said you well, went to uni. I and think at uni I was DJing more than I'm DJing here because here okay. like the, the the gigs are bigger now, oh. some of them, but mm-hmm. but like 
at uni we would I had we had a DJ society we set up a crew mm-hmm. and we would just played like every week like twice or three times a week and mm-hmm. just got like spent our student loans on you know alcohol and having fun yeah and then we got like given extra stuff because we were bringing them content all the, all the venues like around the city I was in oh so I see. yeah we were I was really busy then yeah and you moved to Korea ten years ago yeah as soon as I graduated uni I came out here ah uh, okay okay so what made you move to Korea I was random. It was random. So basically, I did an I uh, my major is IT, and oh. I did IT because it's kind of safe, but it and also a degree where I can listen to music all day. So like oh, I always wanted to be a work. DJ. Yeah. And to be a DJ, you have to kind of like have your music and stuff. And back then, it was really key to get the music. Um, like it was all on LP, but when I was in the UK, it was all oh. on, on on vinyls. So like to get those best finals, they would sell out real quick, like the underground remixes of oh. stuff that you, that like are bootlegs. Yeah. So to get there, you have to be always on the computer digging and scanning all the websites, because mm. you know, they make 50 you know, bootleg copies, and mm-hmm. then when they're sold out, you can't get them. Oh, so when you have that copy, uh-huh. you're like, you, you know, the, the party goes crazy, because like, oh, you have that track, play yeah. that track for me, and no one else has got it. So, oh. so it was a little bit different then, mm-hmm. but basically, so I, I needed to be listening to music on the computer all day to get the, f- the first copies. I see. And then I was like, okay, so to continue this mm-hmm. without having to get like you know a real job or whatever, because I don't feel like DJing is a job anyway. To get that, mm. I uh, what can I do to be on a computer all day? So I chose IT. But when I graduated, <laughs> it was like, you know, I was just jumped through all the hoops. I got mm-hmm. my degree. I did quite well mm-hmm. because everything I would like tailor towards music so make a database make a, a music database make a website make a dj website make a mm-hmm. you know you know all that stuff so i did that and then but when i graduated i was like oh like i don't want to go into a company i want to travel yeah I, I love traveling and like going on holidays like mm. that's what it's about so i was like djing travel let's go oh okay and then yeah, uh-huh. so i was like thinking where do i go mm-hmm. and it's like i like hot i like the summer so it's like somewhere hot preferably or like that's hot some other time. Yeah. And then looking at the economy, it was like Euro- Europe's in a recession. So like and America's probably like quite saturated and it's, it's quite similar. Like, you know, it's, you know, European kind yeah. of like culture vibes. So yeah. I was like Asia. Okay. And then I was like, so I was doing my final degree and I asked my friend, like, where should I go? And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I have a friend in Korea. And I was like, give me her Facebook. And uh-huh. I, there was no more thought process than that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then so I ended up coming out to see her for a mm. bit. And like I was thinking of doing like a year in Asia. Yeah. See how I like that. And then just it all hit, kicked off. The classic. Exploded. Yes. Exploded. <laughs> you like that word? Yes. Everybody. <laughs> everyone says like, yeah, I was going to be here for a year. And then it's like 13 years later. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing you mentioned, you said, give me her Facebook. I was, I, I really went back like far, I went all the way back to like the beginning of your Instagram, beginning of your YouTube and stuff. And I saw a comment and they were like, yo, where do I get this like mix or something? And you were like, I don't have it on this, but like, do you want my email or my MySpace? Oh, MySpace. MySpace <laughs> really was, MySpace is what set me off rolling really quickly here. Really? Yeah. Because before I came here, I was like, okay, so I had like three months before the, like in that process of graduating and mm-hmm. like you know, the friend saying, come over. Mm-hmm. And so I was like looking on MySpace at that time. I was mm-hmm. I used MySpace quite a lot. And so I looked at all the major clubs in Seoul mm-hmm. and then looked at all the resident DJs that were listed there, all of their like individual pages, sent them all my press kit that I had from the UK. Mm. Like one dude got back to me and was like, yo, let's do some parties. Cause he yeah. was doing like a, a really cool drum and bass party here. And it was at that time, drum and bass wasn't big. It's still mm-hmm. not that big here, but like mm-hmm. they were pushing it and they were bringing like the, the best drum and bass DJs from the UK over like Ronnie Size, Goldie, Fabio. Okay. And I kind of just like arrived bang at the right time. So I became I the warm up DJ for the for the international guests and then my friend who 
who I made from through MySpace was like the, the closing DJ. So we, all of a sudden I was on this big stage with like wow. the DJs that are like the best in that scene in the UK. Instead of me yeah. like watching them, I was looking after them when they're in Korea eating like, you know, goggy with them and sick. stuff like that. So I was like, Whoa. aha. So now I'm playing, I'm looking after celebs mm -hmm. and like I'm in this really amazing place that I yeah. don't really know. Everything's new. Ah. So and it was it was crazy and everything kind of took off because, you know, if you work, you're networking like, you know, yeah. last night I wasn't just drinking. I was networking with like, you know, people from JYP and all that. Yeah. stuff. So that's my mentality. You know, mm. I sleep three hours. But as long as I make the connections and work hard, then it's like stuff just kind of happens yeah as long as it's organic you know i love that you said a lot that i'm like i'm thinking like okay that's a question that's a question for one you mentioned how you know well i mean the most important i think is is the fact that you said like networking um yes, sir. and as a and also i'm thinking branding as well but as a dj like you're not just out here making your mixes and then going and playing and then partying and that's that you're like it's really is it just as important oh, it's the hustle like it's okay. always been about that's the thing about the, the DJing it's, it's a hustle man you know mm -hmm. everyone's hungry everyone's trying to you know some people do it for what everyone does it for their own reasons mm -hmm. but like to get to that stage to get to those big stages is is more than just you know just being a DJ I think unless you have a, a, a good company who does all the hustle for you but for okay. me it's always been like from the ground up you know like I love what I do I get good in my own time and then it's like you know who do I need to mm. get me there? Who do I, you know, where do I go? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, and what do I have to give them? What, what value do they need? Other than music, it's like you have to be, you know, fun. You know, yeah. you have to, you have to have that kind of vibe. Are you with a company? Um, for music or what? I have a, I have a company that gives me my visa, which I'm very grateful for. Uh -huh. I've been with them for a while, but mm -hmm. um, other than that, it's, it's, they just, you know, take a percentage of what I earn and Your then gig. just like, yeah. you know, just basically give me freedom to do everything ah. other than that it's like just me so everything that comes in is basically me pretty much so and my friends obviously like the different people that look, link me up the stuff you know? yeah so like you mentioned how you had a press kit and things like that back in the so you know networking of course is very essential to you know being able to get around and stuff like that but you have branded yourself really well i feel you think i was you know i've been changing my mind on that like it, it's really? kind of a creative process like uh -huh. it's um yeah yeah, it keeps changing. It morphs and like you know. I, so right now I'm thinking, uh, for example, if if you brand like like on Instagram, for example, you, if I, if you upload too much rubbish, you know, it's yeah. like you're having too much fun, and everyone's like, oh, he's he's having too much fun, you know. Mm. And then it can be good and it can be bad, mm -hmm. you know. Like so, I'm I'm thinking a lot about branding, and I need to. I've got a lot to learn in that department. I think I'm glad that you think it, that I've done well, but like I think I can do better, you know. I see what you're saying. Well, what do you think? Because because. Like I said, and I think I have it in the questions about how if you go into Fenner's, or did you want me to call me? Do you want to be called Fenner or DJ Fenner, or do you want to be called Fenner? Fenner. But it, it was it was originally DJ Fenner, uh -huh. but then the production started going well as well. And it's like if it just says DJ Fenner, they think I'm a DJ. If it's Fenner, it's like I'm more of a kind of entity. I see. So I dropped the DJ. Okay. Okay. But I still that's still the main thing. Okay, got <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> so Fenner, you like if you go on Fenner's Instagram, you'll see. Um, I think it was around the start of the pandemic. You like and and when I was looking at your website, you have these like and it makes sense. But when you go to clubs and you see like when the DJ's DJing and the back they have that's what it's called visuals visuals, the visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like it's it's like the different slates or visual visuals like you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then you have this sort of like like supercharged as it's called yeah. like alternate human sort of thing yeah. like 
that when I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. Like, so basically, you? I was I don't know what it was. I was watching some documentary, and it's all about storytelling. Like to mm -hmm. sell to sell a product. I'm basically a product to sell a product is like storytelling. Like really helps. So mm -hmm. like I was trying to think of a fun story, and it's that like that archetypal story of like good versus bad. But uh -huh. so basically. Um, it's like if you can have one superpower, what would it be? Mm. And then, um, so mine would be to have like to play amazing music that kind of heals people through like you know stress relief or whatever you know like. Yeah. So that's so basically the foundation is like giving. Uh -huh. So what would you like if some people would have a superpower to be like to make as much money as they want, you know? Yeah. But like this one, uh, this one was more like you know how can I give to somebody? Mm. Like, what does a DJ give? You know, other than being you know if you if you just DJ, and, like your music's good, but you play the music and. Not everybody, not many people like it. It's like, mm. it's kind of selfish. So like as a DJ as well, like I, I, I trying to think, you know, if there's a crowd in front of me, like you know, what do these people want to hear? To mm. what can I play to make them, you know, go up together? So mm -hmm. that's so for me, that's one way of DJing. Or like if you just play that one genre, you play your own music. People love your music and you give it to them like that. But it's not. It's a different skill. I seem in some. Mm. I, I think in some ways. So, so I'm more of like the, the DJ DJ type where I can play kind of whatever it takes. Yeah. Is, is the way I see it. I see. Yeah. So so in reading people, are, would you say like you're good at reading people? Like you're good at reading a crowd. Or are you also good I've at read reading? I've read you already. Fuck. Yeah, really? I got you down. <laughs> like, I had like three seconds. It's no. like okay, I know. It's, the ponytail gives it away. I'm like she's here at a party. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> I mean, you're not, you're not, let's, uh, you know what? The vibe is, you're right. Okay. Okay. No, so you'd yeah. say you're good at reading people and Well, general. it depends on, like, <laughs> to a certain extent, the clubs that you play in, you kind of know what the people, what the people are like, the local yeah. people, like the, the mm -hmm. regulars there want. But then, and then you kind of like get that genre, you bring all the new stuff and you mix it together nicely. And if you get someone who looks like they're bored, you try, you try, maybe put some hip hop on and like see what see how the reaction is uh -huh. and if it goes well you can kind of like gauge so after a few songs you can kind of like work out what people want roughly are you listening to like how much new music are you listening to a day um right now none because my computer's broken oh um, sure. but okay. it's i'm getting a new one on thursday but yeah i just mm -hmm. i have my certain like blogs and stuff and like i try and try and do as much as possible but like mm -hmm. that's the thing you know if you're doing the hustling the business and the music production the djing mm -hmm. and all that stuff and trying to keep stay healthy at the same time it's like you just you just do as much as you can so when yeah. i start listening when i start digging we call yeah. it digging when i'm digging oh. like i i guess like time flies i've been there to like like to last night, like six in the morning, seven in the yeah, morning, yeah. just just going, and then like that's the flow. The flow comes at like yeah. those crazy early hours, mm. and and yeah, I do that, you know, whenever I need to. So if I have a, a new gig or a different venue, if I need to find some hip hop, I'll be like, right, I'm gonna go on all the hip hop blogs and listen to all the main producers, and then look for remixes and all that stuff. Because mm. remixes, I'm more like I like remixes, so it's like oh. you can play the original, uh -huh. but if you can find a super dope remix, yeah, you give that the, you give the listener that that original feel with a different flavor and they're like, oh, what was mm. that? And then they can, like, something that people remember. So, okay, um, when you're on these kind of digging kicks, I guess you could say, does, like, does that take, like, a week where you're just like, I'm, I'm kind of laying no, low, I'm chilling? No, it's a constant process. Oh, constant, okay. So, it's okay. like, like I mean, every time I go to a club, every time I go to a lounge, but I'm constantly, if I hear in a song now, luckily we have, like, the mobile phone, we mm -hmm. can use, like, apps. So I'm Shazam. Yeah. Like, if I hear a good song, Shazam, and then, and then all of the Shazam lists, I'll go back and I'll download them, and then I'll find out the artists that made them, and I'll listen to their new stuff. So it's all yeah. just, it's just, like, it's ongoing. Yeah. And then, But every now and again, you're like, 
have to go in and actually download the songs and organize them into a playlist. So at that point, you kind of like have like a crazy day of just like focus digging, you know? How many playlists do you think you have? Oh, don't go there. <laughs> like a lot. Which software are you talking? Like different softwares, the old softwares that I used to use. Oh, playlists like loads. Oh, okay. Like loads. Oh, so wait. So there's, what is it called? Uh, there's a uh, the software, whatever, the turntable that starts with an S, something. I know, but I'm going to try and, what is it? Come on, some. S- I know what you. I know what it is. I'm not gonna give you too many hints. I don't know. I don't know. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Sadeco. I'll give you the second letter. Uh huh. No, I went. Serato. Serato. There we go. Okay. Ah, so okay. So do you use? I used to. I used to use Serato. Yeah. Like, cause when I had my turntables, my LPs back in the UK. Um, like I use Serato because you can link it up and you can play like because L- like, LPs you have to buy a lot so they're heavy and so like okay I was like wow and I want to start buying all this like more commercial music as well yeah and it's just just, just too much so I bought Serato to kind of cross that bri- that barrier mm-hmm. um, but then I find like plugging a laptop in when you're DJing is not as fun and, and it just like I had a, a couple of incidents like uh, this massive festival and I was trying to plug a laptop and it didn't work and mm-hmm. it completely spoiled my experience right mm-hmm. so I was like Dang. you know I decided never to like use this again and like especially if I can just use a USB yeah. or a CD you know like so so I stopped using Serato basically and I use like just like you know the pioneer normal kind of like what's kind of industry standard now like the cdjs yeah okay um you mentioned a big festival uh you've dj'd at ultra yep. both in miami and in seoul yeah what were the or like is it ultra korea is that ultra they call korea, it? korea. Yeah. okay um what was what were the difference besides the of course location and maybe demographic of people what was the difference between well DJing? to be honest like when i was at the one in in miami yeah. I, I i wasn't really djing i was like so basically i went there you know i had a collaboration with soda mm-hmm. and so soda was djing uh, right and when she was djing we me and the other friend who i made the music with we came up on stage and we had we shared like you know like 10 minutes of stage time with her which was very kind of soda mm-hmm. um but so it wasn't like I was actually, you know, it wasn't my set. So it's, it's a different feeling because when I, if you play in Korea and you, or you play your whole set, yeah. it's like, you know, you own it more. Right, right. But I was kind of, I was kind of still, you know, blessed to be on the stage there, which is nice. Mm. It's, it felt good to hear our song and to like, you know, entertain people to our song. So You know, one thing I noticed is that you, with every place you go, so like in Miami, or if you go to Fenner's Instagram or YouTube, you have a lot of these highlight videos of like the different places Ooh. that you've like DJed. And I'm wondering, like, do you hire somebody to come out and film for you each place you go? Yeah, so basically... Uh-huh. Your friend, what's his name? Leo? Oh, Leo Chan? Yeah, I yeah. Think. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he's super cool. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, I, was in, I had a gig in Macau, and I have a, a DJ friend in the biggest, who works in the biggest club in Macau, and he oh. was, you know, like, people around you, they'll stretch you. So he was, you know, focused on content and stuff like this, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. So I have to make a video then. He had a good videographer. So I was like, um, can, I, can I use your guy? Can mm. he, can he, when I'm DJing Macau, Club mm. Cubic, it's like the big club next to the casino, mm. uh, a city of dreams. And uh, he was like, yeah. So he introduced me and I paid him what was, I like, think it was like 300, mm-hmm. 300 or something, which is, which is cheap. Mates rates, you know, mates rates oh, for, wow. a, for a video of, of like a high quality video. And he did it and he created the concept. And he just nailed it. And I was like, oh, that's dope. You know, he did like this kind of glitch thing with my logo at the end. Yeah. And he just like, created like a time like walking around Macau so you see a bit of Macau and then yeah. you go into the club like you know that kind of storytelling thing yeah and I was like oh this is dope and, every, and I was just like yeah just inside a minute that's great 
And so that was like the concept basically. Mm -hmm. And then everywhere I went after that, I was like, you know, the places that I play are like the biggest clubs run yeah. by the biggest entertainment companies and they have the best videographers in their crew. Mm. And it's like, and I'm friends with these people, like the, the main people, and I was like, yo, introduce me to your guy. Mm. And, and at that time especially, like people, the videographers wanted these, these music videos as part of their, they wanted to have made one mm. as part of their CV. And it's a fun job because they can come, they can enjoy the night as well. And yeah. you know, they get to meet DJs and we get, you know, it's, it's just perfect. Mm -hmm. So everywhere I went, I'd say, this is the concept. Can you do it? And so they've kind of followed the concept. But so we'd, we'd go around like literally in a day, yeah. see a few things, yeah. video a few bits, just a few kind of like random highlights. And they, the videographers would think before, you know, oh, like this bridge is really beautiful, mm. like this food, this, mm -hmm. you know, this. And then we just go, mm -hmm. you know, and then every time they just edit up, they'll send me their first draft. I'll be like, meh, meh, meh. Give yeah. them a, like maybe one or two feedbacks, yeah. like returns and feedbacks. Yeah. And then and then everything just like every single video came out really well. Wow. Because like, the guys are good, you know, everyone's skilled. And if they have the concept, if you show them like the goal, yeah. like most people can reach there with a few kind of like feedbacks, you know. Why is it important to do those videos to you? Um, it's like memories, man. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I've, this is the thing, I've DJed all around the world. Mm. I've seen a lot of things, but like, if I don't have these things, like who knows? Like, and, I see. And what, what happens if I get like, you know, memory loss and I forget, you know? But oh, like this video is this is gonna be um you know it's there forever so. yeah and it's, it's super important and I can upload it whenever I want I can yeah. send it to whoever I want and I, they literally because the the stages that were on are massive yeah so it's like whoever sees the video is like oh respect yeah you know? and if I just tell them yeah I've played in Macau I've played in I'm like, oh yeah, great nice one mate showing the video they're like fuck yeah <laughs> then they see it <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true yeah so it's important it's really important and I, I and I'm I you know I wish I'd done it earlier in some respects you know I wish I'd been more focused on like content. But it's okay. But that's, like you said, you do a lot more than just DJing. Uh, or like, you know, you think about the image of who DJ Fenner is and like how you want to come across, which I think is really cool and something that people, I feel like, don't necessarily think about when, from the outside looking in about, mm. you know, DJs. Um, so, and you mentioned this a couple of times, but uh, networking is important. And sometimes partying, of course, kind of gets, is partying like par for the course for every DJ? Um, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. I find like most of the DJs partying is part of the course. Most of the mm. producers like they're not so into the partying, and, but they they you know they make oh. good music. So and I'm definitely from the DJ side. You know I do it because I you know parties are fun to me. So yeah, which is why it's also kind of a good match. You see, okay. Also, what I've realized since knowing you is that you know a lot of different people, of course, mm. and you're you're naturally good at like creating friendships and things like that. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, look nice at that. You see, you see, spang <laughs> in there. <Fine>. Wow. <laughs> Are you? Is it ever difficult to balance like different friendships, relationships? Sort of like if let's say your friend is at this one club, and then you know another friend wants you to teach at another club, but there might be a rival club. Like, you know. yeah, I mean that's their decision. Like mm. I generally kind of like try to like stay on the middle of the fence yeah i don't like i don't like beef but like there yeah. th every now and again uh, these t like two people will have beef and one of them be like you have to choose and it's like ah oh, i wish you wouldn't do that yeah but like you know you just you just do generally if someone says you have to choose i just kind of like stand there and if they disappear then i've made my choice you know mm. like but I, I don't yeah it's just good man if you're like because i'm not like in one single place then mm -hmm. it does you know I sh I'm kind of free, freelance. But like, it, it's easier because I wasn't just focused in Korea. If you, you do international and just pay at the biggest clubs in each country, like, you know, it's perfect. How quickly did but you- But if, you oh, uh -huh. if you stay in Korea, then obviously you're like, you, yeah. everything's more territorial and like yeah. that. And it's hard. And so if you fall into a crew and yeah. nowadays it's getting more tight with like the crews and stuff, you know, like- Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what like do you mean? people, 
I don't know. It's just like, you know, like the overground and the underground rivalry is super strong at the moment. And it's like, it's kind of, I don't know. I just want to step back from all the politics. I just yeah. want to play, you know, like, so. Overground and underground. Yeah. What's, what's the, so what would be overground? Overground is kind of like, you know, like over in Gangnam, the EDM kind of uh, like, yeah. you know, like the, the big, the super club, the champagne Face, culture. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know. all that stuff. Um, yeah, so that's that's like overground. Uh -huh. And underground is like the new, the new kind of like, you know, the underground people. For, if you imagine like the overground is sort of really hard to get into as a DJ. Oh. Still people, people still want a DJ. Yeah. So they're not going to just be like, oh, I'm not going to DJ then. They're going to like, I'm going to make my own DJ. And then, you know, so they make their own parties and they do their own thing. And that's kind of like the culture of the underground. So there's oh. a lot of like, often there's a lot of negativity there as well, oh. which is not good. Um, and then they'll say stuff like, oh, we hate your music. And it's like, oh, I love your music, but I hate the fact that you hate my music. You know, and it's just like, oh, for me, like for someone who just wants to play like all kinds of music, it's yeah. um it's, I don't like that, the politics side of things. But then yeah. they make their own culture, and then, like, you know, and Itaewon is where, like, the underground culture is. And, mm. you know, it's good. It's, it, that competition is healthy, but, like, sometimes, you know, I don't know. People, I, I think about it differently, you know. I want, like, everyone to be cool, you know. Like, Same. You, you to come here, they have to come there, and just, like, yeah. you know, but, like, oh, you play EDM, you can't play techno. It's mm. like, what? If I play a techno set, it's going to be better than yours. <laughs> And I'm gonna make a techno track that's like way better than you. Like you, you, you can do it, mm -hmm. but like people will shut the door on you because because you're EDM, which is for me is bullshit. Yeah. I see. In knowing these like underground, overground politics and things like that, in Korea you have to be fluent in Korean. You have to be, or, or do you? I mean, for the first few years that I was here, I didn't speak any Korean at all. Oh. But it does help if you're trying to if you're going into business and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How did you learn? Uh, just drinking, drinking with my Korean friends, like staying up to like five in the morning, and just like listening to like, you know, it's fun. It's a drinking. Everyone's like, wah, partying, and they're mm. blah 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 talking in Korean, and mm. then it's like you just have to focus, and yeah, you get these like brain farts every like <laughs> like after four hours of listening to like too much Korean, you're just like, I can't handle it. <laughs> yes, and then yes. sometimes you just have to like like call it a day there, but mm -hmm. like yeah, you just have to you have to try, man. And then, like yeah. and because in that environment it was fun, like the stuff they're saying is like you know fun, you know like yeah. boys night out, you know you <clears> know <throat> talking about all the kind of stuff that makes yeah. you laugh and like remembering when you hear certain things, it's like oh that's funny, I'm gonna remember that. And yeah. So I just pick up little bits and little bits and mm. and then yeah, so it's been fun. And then every now and again I'll study a bit, you know I'll do six months and I'll study a course or something. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just, cause, and then I'll get bored and I'll just like, okay, you know, uh, make music only for like a few months and yeah. then I and do, go, go backwards and forwards. So it's going to be, it's been organic, but it's taken a, a longer, longer time. I see. I remember we first met back in like 2020. Uh, it was for a mutual friend, uh, Esma's birthday. Desert. And, um, oh my God, I remember that night we stayed up till like 4 or 5 a.m. And I could not like, that I didn't get out of bed till like 11 p.m. the next day. Um, but... I remember someone saying like Fenner knows more Korean, might be more fluent in Korean than he is in English. Someone said that. I mean, they all say that, but that's because they don't <laughs> speak English. Oh, see. I say they. I mean, speak people that don't speak like Koreans, uh, like that don't speak English. Like, oh, you, you're Korean, so good. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, my English is good too, but you just, I just don't speak it with you because uh, you don't know. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I but see. it's kind of a compliment, so I like yeah, it. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, your Korean's really good. You're Korean. It's not. I'm still English, but like, yeah. You know, I can, I can communicate with you, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, okay. So for foreign DJs, uh, first of all, one thing I didn't mention is that you were, was it voted or elected the number one foreign DJ in 20? 
and well, Korea in 2020. I, I mean, this, so this is a, an, a, an Asia-based company. Mm. And like, they just messaged me and said, you know, we've, been, we've seen what you've been doing in Asia. We're doing this chart. Um, do you want to be blah, blah, blah. So they mm. give me, actually give me two. Like, they were like, well, you're the number one foreign DJ in Korea, which is like, for me, I don't like to make the distinction between foreign and local. So that was like, but I didn't say no. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I'm, at least I'm better than all the other foreigners. Like, you know, that kind of like, <laughs> yeah. as a marketing perspective, you know, mm. I, can, I can use it, yeah, 100%. basically. But actually, I would have preferred it to be just like, you know, DJ. someone in Korea, yeah. like the DJ, all of the DJs in Korea, no distinction, mm. distinction between foreign and uh, local. Mm -hmm. But like, um, they also give me another one, which is like of Asia. So I was like, mm. they think 22 in Asia, which is the one when wow. I promote myself is the one that I use more because I, I relate to, you know, I resonate with that. Yeah. I see. Are there a lot of foreign DJs in Korea? Um, like, yeah, but like in terms of where they're playing, it's all kind of Itaewon based mainly, ah, you know, I see. like the community is right there. Like I mentioned earlier about the underground, like, you know, it's kind of right in Itaewon. It's mm. hard, like there's not many foreigners in the, the Gangnam scene. Oh. It's hard to net if you don't speak the language and then the way Chris, Korean business works, you, you kind of need to connect as well as doing a good job, you know, because mm. that's just, that's just the way it is, you know, yeah. in Korea. So, yeah. so yeah, it's hard for people without the language and, mm -hmm. you know, to get in. Mm. What was besides? I mean, besides living in Seoul, what's been your favorite city or club to perform, perform in? Like anywhere. Anywhere. Club, not festival. Club. Yeah. Mm. I think one of my like so for me it's it's a, like the clubs are all so good like now and in like a big if it's a big stage a big club it's all kind of similar like mm. it's still just like crazy you know like CO two like yeah. thousands of people ridiculous amounts of alcohol you yeah. know girls and guys just like you know going crazy right? yeah so like from that it's kind of like duplicated all over the place so for me it's more about the the, the people who own the club and the workers mm. the the kind of like you know their their immediate kind of crew so like yeah. for example if I go to Shenzhen. There's a club in Shenzhen in China called mm -hmm. uh, uh, Face Club. They've now changed it to Superface. But their oh. family, like the boss, the music director, you know, the the, the, the video guy, the, yeah. all the other local the DJs in the club, they're just they're just amazing. You mm. just go there and it's like, what? Yeah, I've missed you. You know, like that. And oh. they like, you know, they just give you drinks and they book all like all the top DJs, like you know, Tiesto, DJ mm. Snake, like every guy that's coming through Asia, like the big guns, they I all see. go there and they all be in this backstage room, which is like in the green room. And then all of a sudden you're in there and you've got all the memorabilia from I all their see. stuff. And they're so welcoming. It's like, I see. you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I feel welcome, you know, mm. so it's, it's more about that side of the thing. And then I'll just go in there, we'll drink and we'll talk and we'll do like anything that friends would do. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, if the quicker you get to that kind of like friendship, the better. You know? Yeah. And I've, so I've got great f groups of, friends like that in all of the all of the cities now mm. and it's just then it's just the case of like you know stay in contact you know occasionally like that random phone call rather yeah. than like when you just need something true and it, it's just it, but it's kind of it's kind of real it's organic because i yeah. generally like click with most the funny thing is most of the people in the party business are fun right yeah so if you're fun you kind it's kind of organic you don't have yeah. to like force it you know? yeah that's hello true. everybody this is emily if you've reached this part of the interview that means you're at the end of part one so you can check back for part two next week in the meantime make sure to keep up with everything revolutionize the stage on our Instagram and Twitter at Rev the Stage Pod. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye bye.